0: plus you found primetime action with Gil Alexander and Matt Brown on v the sports betting network.
5: It is primetime action live from the South point hotel casino, Gil Alexander, Matt Brown, Ben Wilson, and for Kelly Bidlin once again tonight. Merry Christmas to you. Happy holidays. Glad you could join us tonight for Festivus. football. Festivus for the rest of us yes. today.
2: What do you, you want to air some grievances later? Uh, we might, maybe we will. Maybe we'll it depends on how the first half of this game goes. Yeah, you, oh, and, I being, you, you and I being oppo. I might have to. Uh, I might be airing grievances.
5: Oppos here. the hits. Yeah. Uh, Thursday night football: Titans and the uh, Niners coming up in a little more than an hour. The uh, the Niners three point road favorites against the Titans. We will talk about that and prop watch coming up as well. But we do have some tips in the National Basketball Association.
2: We do because because the NBA is going to power on power on they are going to power on right this second we got three games tipping off so these three be sure and head to your book of choice if you want to get in on pelicans magic the pelicans are four and a half to five point road favorites to 11 to eleven and a half. and a half the total rockets and pacers pacers are six and a half to seven point home favorites 220. So this one definitely shop around all the way from 222 all the way up to 223 and a half the total. So a point and a half difference in that one. So be sure and shop around if you want to play the total. And then the Hawks and the Sixers. The Sixers are 11, 11 and a half point home favorite 205, 205 and a half the total there. 730 Eastern, 430 Pacific. The Pistons and the Heat. The Heat are 12 to 12 and a half point home favorites 206 and a half, 207 your total. the Wizards and the Knicks 730 Eastern 430 Pacific the Knicks are two and a half to three point home favorites. 206 and a half 207 the total 830 Eastern 530 Pacific the Bucks and the Mavericks the Bucks are two and a half to three point road favorites 208 and a half 209 is your total. Thunder and the Suns, 9 Eastern, 6 Pacific. The Suns are massive, 14 and a half to 15 point home favorites over the Thunder, 213 and a half, 214. Your total there, the Thunder dealing with some COVID issues. And so that, that spread has ballooned all the way up to 15 in that one. The Wolves and the Jazz are at 9 Eastern, 6 Pacific. The Jazz, 14, 14 and a half point home favorites, 224 and a half the total. Nine Eastern, six Pacific, the Hornets, and the Nuggets. Nuggets are three, three and a half point home favorites there, 231, 231 and a half the total. Ten Eastern, seven Pacific, Grizzlies, and Warriors. Warriors, five and a half point home favorites over the Grizz, 216 and a half all the way to 217 and a half the total. And finally, 1030 Eastern, 730 Pacific, the Spurs, and the Lakers. The Lakers are point and a half home favorites over the Spurs. 224 and a half all the way to 225 and a half the total all right we
5: had a final in the frisco football classic earlier miami of ohio covering uh, against north texas they went 27 to 14. uh the red hawks get the win there and we do have one college football game coming up tonight as well which uh about to kick off if not if it hasn't kicked off already it's a uh, ucf in florida uh, taking on each other, two uh, teams that are 125 miles apart from each other, rarely get to play. UCF is going to be uh, absolutely juiced to play this. Florida, on the other hand, who knows, right? If they're motivated, they should crush UCF. If they're not, watch out for Central Florida in this one. Florida favored by seven, total 57. So Six
2: and great. a half available at DraftKings. If you are looking to play the Florida side as well, there are a couple of sevens, so just... Uh depending on which way you want to go there, be sure and take a look. And 56.5, the total at DraftKings as
5: well. Uh, NFL news and notes, uh, specifically about tonight's game, first of all. The Titans placed uh, Kendall Lamb, their offensive tackle on the reserve COVID-19 list. Last thing they can afford is
2: more offensive linemen to be out already without Taylor Lewan tonight. And therein was was my bet earlier this morning on, on this one. Yeah, in, entire left side of the offensive line out for the Titans tonight, as well as their swing tackle out tonight. So it is going to be uh, it's going to be a patchwork offensive line out there for them.
5: And the Titans activated wide receiver AJ Brown, as expected from injured reserve, and therein lies my wager because I think they're going to mitigate the loss of offensive linemen by doing a really quick short passing game. Uh, the the big news of the morning was, and this happened on a numbers game during a numbers game this morning. First, Trevor Simeon placed on the COVID list for the New Orleans Saints, and about two hours later. And I sort of said this out loud, you got to wonder if Trevor Simeon is on COVID, what the contact situation is. Will we get more news down the pipeline specifically about Taysom Hill? And we did. Two hours later, Taysom Hill placed on the reserve COVID-19 list. So as is the, as is the case right at this moment, the Saints could be starting in book on Monday night against the Miami Dolphins. That game was pulled off the board. Remember, the Saints were three-point, four-point favorites in that one. And now the Dolphins are one-and-a-half-point favorites on the anticipation that it will be book.
2: Yeah, happened to be sitting at the computer as soon as this came down. Took the Dolphins at three, um, at plus three. Based off of kind of what we've seen, I mean, this is so late in the week, I don't know how they test out at this point. Yeah, Like, I don't know how they test out at this point. So I went ahead and pulled the trigger real quick on the Dolphins at plus three. I was kind of leaning that way anyway with the ineptitude of the Saints offense, and then now you're going to get Ian Book under center. And let's remember, do you remember what the Dolphins team did to Lamar Jackson where they just blitzed him every single play and he had no idea what was going on and he looked like a guy that had never played quarterback before? Well, this is a guy who's never played quarterback before. Yeah, An actual guy who's never played quarterback before. And the the Dolphins are going to blitz. It would not surprise me if the Dolphins bring a blitz. Eighty percent of the time against this guy who has no weapons at wide receiver as it is anyway, and it, it I think this one could get this I think this one could get kind of ugly when it's all said and done. So really really happy to be just. Uh, having no life and sitting there, you know, no, no life sitting there on the Twitter machine and uh, was able to catch this before they pulled it off. Jeff, Jeff Parlay
5: and I on a numbers game did the same thing, and I grabbed the Dolphins at plus 145 money line, anticipating that there might be Taysom Hill news. Uh, and to your point about that Ravens-Dolphins game, don't hold me to these numbers, but I think it was 24 different times they blitzed Lamar Jackson and on one play, all four members of the second,
2: secondary we're on a blitz I mean it just absolutely threw the kitchen sink at him and 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 this is and this is now going to be a guy that has literally never taken a snap in the NFL so this is this is going to be this could be this could be bad news again it's just it's just sometimes it's just the matchup that can make things a lot different and just this matchup with the way the Dolphins play defense and the way that they're perfectly fine especially with the corners that they have just playing one-on-one and just blitzing every single down against an inexperienced quarterback uh like an Ian Book it would not surprise me. Like I said, if they blitzed on eighty percent of downs, it would not shock me at all.
5: Uh, Vikings did place Dalvin Cook on the reserve COVID nineteen list. He is unvaxxed, so he is a- unvaxed rather, so he's out this week. But remember that Alexander Madison came off of the yesterday. COVID list yesterday, <laughs> yes. and he's along with Tony Pollard, probably the best backup <laughs> yeah. running back in so the NFL. It's,
2: it's one of those things where it's like if you liked the if you liked the the Vikings to begin with, this shouldn't really affect you all that much as That's your right. as, as how you view this game. 100%. Uh,
5: Cowboys placed uh, Safety Bleak Hooker on the reserve COVID 19 list. Our whole show is overrun by COVID
2: 19 uh, reports. And and he immediately took to Twitter and he is another one of the. He's a, he's like like golf. He was like, I'm fine. I have no idea. Yeah, he was like, I had no idea I had anything. He's like, just because the test came back positive. He was like, I literally am perfectly fine. So. And that Again, is,
5: and what you're suggesting is that's sort of a, a less, a more than passive aggressive way of saying, Hey, if you're really serious NFL about the fact that non-symptomatic yeah.
2: people should be able to play quicker, here we are. Right. And they just keep putting it out there and keep putting it out there. So yeah, it'll just it'll just be interesting. He was very quick to go and say like, I, I'm, I'm perfectly hundred percent fine. This is a, yeah, I think he said, called it a joke or something, but I don't know. But it, anyway, he was, he was letting everyone know that he was not of the symptomatic version. Yeah. yeah. Yeah,
5: uh, Florida UCF just uh, started, by the way, in uh, that bowl game. Browns placing center J.C. Treder on the reserve COVID-19 list. Of course, the Browns have a Saturday game, Christmas Day, against the Packers. Big news for the Chiefs, at least. No, it's not about Tyreek Hill or Travis Kelsey. They still remain on the COVID-19 list, but they did activate defensive tackle Chris Jones uh, not to mention Trevarius Ward as well. So defensive reinforcements coming yeah. for
2: the Chiefs, and, and Chris Jones's absence was probably, in retrospect, a big deal on Thursday Oh night. yeah, they, the, he they had moved him, they had moved him inside on that line, and that was really when this, the defense for the Chiefs started to take a turn, where he was just he was in there. If you remember the beginning of the season, everyone's like this this Chiefs team cannot stop the run. You can run them all day long. And so they decided they moved Chris Jones inside. They started to be able to stop the run a little bit better. And then we saw this past week, whenever he was not in there, it was just, it, it was it was back to what it was the first few weeks of the season. So, yeah, getting him back. is on the Travis Ward starting corner as well. So, um, good on the defensive side anyway. We shall see what happens on the offensive side.
5: Yeah, and by the way, back to the Browns. Pardon me. I know I, we started with the Browns, but Jedrick Wills, Uh, activated from the reserve COVID-19 list, their first-round draft pick a couple years back. And then uh, speaking today, uh, Browns head coach Kevin Stefanski, remember he was on the reserve COVID list himself, if there was one for coaches, but he he was not able to play. He said that Jarvis Landry will come off the reserve COVID-19 list tomorrow because it will be day 10 for him. No official word yet on Baker Mayfield, but the expectation is for him to play. And again, I'm not quite sure about that how that works, how you can expect him to play kind yeah. of thing, but that's what they're saying.
2: Yeah. Yeah, that's just, we're, we're just, at this point, there's a lot of us just having to take people's word for it. <laughs> yes.
5: Uh, Taylor Heineke for Washington did come off the reserve COVID-19 list, so he will play Sunday night against Dallas. And uh, then the Rams designated Cam Akers, who uh, ruptured his Achilles back in the summertime to return from injured reserve. Yep. So good for Five Cam months? Akers. Five months? What, what's going on with these? I mean, seriously? Well, Five months? Well, when I was that age... You, 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 could pretty do, you could do it pretty quickly. If you're in your 20s, you can bounce back on that. If you're an you know, old man like myself, and then you get a pulmonary embolism from a different I mean, story. F-
2: five months seemed like rapid to
5: me. Well, see, that's also back in the day when I, when I did mine in my 20s too. The, the, the medical you know, p- way to do things then was to rest for six months. Don't do anything. You might re-rupture it. Now they're like, get on your feet and go. So doesn't shock me. doesn't shock me. I don't know if he'll be able to play. Yeah. But yeah. he's going to practice.
2: Yeah. yeah We're talking about he, practice. Yeah. Right? I mean, because th- this is one of those things. Is it's the 21 day window is open. That does not mean that he is immediately going to go. They've got three weeks to decide what to do with him. I imagine at this point, like you're kind of saying, they'll, they'll just see what he looks like out there. Yeah. Because they don't necessarily need him, need him. They do have Henderson. They do have Sonny Michelle. That's right.
5: We'll come back. Uh, we will do prop watch on the Titans and the 49ers coming up in about an hour. But next. A legend here in Las Vegas joins us. Roxy Roxborough in studio. v Primetime Action.
3: You are looking
0: live at primetime action with Gil Alexander and Matt Brown on v the sports betting network.
5: Save 50% off a VEASAN all-access subscription for the rest of football season with our big game special. Get access to our in-depth matchup analysis, trends, and picks for every game and sport on the schedule, including our exclusive betting splits, showing you where the money's going on every game. Sign up today. You also get our daily best bet emails, weekly betting guides, 24-7 video, plus our all-new College Bowl betting guide, covering every bowl game for only $39. $49.97 Canadian. Visa.com subscribe Gil Alexander Matt Brown Ben Wilson in for Kelly Bidlin who's taking the week off uh, and we don't get this opportunity very often and he was just you know just hanging out at the South Point uh, walked in the studio ladies and gentlemen the uh, founder of Las Vegas sports consultants back in the day responsible for the line here in Las Vegas uh, and so much more a legend in the business it's Roxy Roxborough in studio how are you sir hey guys
6: um, let me see it's been a while it has been a while what? Do you, February? Well, I don't know. Oh, last time was via from Thailand. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, on the base before the baseball season. Yeah, but it wasn't. The, was it the 2020 baseball season? Or that, the 2021? It all blends together. I, I have I no know, idea. I know, I know. I know. No, no, before this one, actually, I, yes. I, I did some over and under selections. Yeah. Yes, yeah. it was this year from yeah. Phuket, Thailand. That's my last media appearance. Thank you. I appreciate that it was all a numbers again.
5: Can <laughs> okay, I have you back before next baseball season?
6: Yeah. Do you bet anything besides baseball these days? Uh, English soccer, mostly it's an extremely efficient market, but there's no limits. More or less, there's no limits. That's the attraction for me, you know, yeah. um, and that's it. That's it. Just those two political things. elections and political. elections. Yeah. But I mean, that's which we that's, talked about, too, which we did. But, yeah. you know, the, the, I mean, you can't uh, these things are um, you can't make a living uh, betting, uh, you know, baseball futures and uh, and political elections. No, uh, no, you cannot. <laughs> most political elections, you really can't bet much. But this one just happened to be the one that um, there was unlimited amount of money. Um, on one side, so that means there had to be unlimited amount of money on the other side. It was the gift
2: that kept on giving, because oh, you could yeah. just it was bet it weeks into it. It was yeah. just like the most amazing yeah. thing.
5: And even election night, it was a spectacular betting experience. It, it
6: was. I actually thought I did, I probably ended up doing pretty bad on the election, cons- considering I had the winner, because what, what I envisioned didn't happen, which, is, which was that the Democrats would also carry the... Um, all the borderline states they didn't carry any of them no, and uh, Rufus actually did a right. He just uh, bet who was ever leading you know with the poll and the data in every race, whether it's in a race where there's land two sixty or four dollars or ten to one mm-hmm. and I asked him how he came out on it, and he said this is a classic line he says. I did pretty good, but if I just left the money in Bitcoin, I would have done a lot, lot better. <laughs> <laughs> that's right. It's a lesson because in that. he had to he had yeah. to take it out of his account to, to bet it. That's right. Over, so you know, over four or five months. So. Yeah. Yeah.
5: So what are you? What? Why? What brings you to the South? One? I know it's
6: not to see us. Were you here to visit Chrissy, or what were you doing? Um, I'm drinking and driving this afternoon. Oh, <laughs> that's, <laughs> hey, that's yeah. Very honest. Not very politically correct, <laughs> it's... but. You remember the old days? Maybe you guys don't. You don't drink, but uh, you know we used to get a six pack of beer and drive out to the racetrack and then have a six on the way sixer on the way back, you know, and stuff yeah. like that. Obviously, you can't do that now, nor should you. Um, but it's Festivus, Roxy. We can yeah. we'll give you a pass today here. I'm, um, yeah. Since retirement, I've, I've gone back to my outlaw days. Okay, just be careful. <laughs> just be careful. Don't. Don't,
5: don't, don't. do not don't everything in moderation. Okay. Uh, so football, mm-hmm. you don't... So it's the NFL. Uh, we're obviously football crazy, right? All we sure. do is talk about football. Sure. It does not... You, you once said something to me uh, at Piero's, which I never forgot, and uh-huh. I always repeat it, you know, once every few months. I'll say, mm-hmm. it's like Roxy said to me at Piero's one day, he said... no one beats the NFL. No one. And what you mean is not a month, not a season, but long term. You feel if if people bet it pre-flop against the spread,
6: they will get the worst of it eventually. Uh, I don't know if they'll get the worst of it. I just think the lines are really efficient. Now, this year, it's probably an outlier because of uh, the COVID lines and the movement and the scheduling changes. Um, Las Vegas, Chris, probably has proved me wrong because he's had probably about a Six seven year run winning, yeah. Which I probably I don't think I've ever, I've ever seen that right. Um, so I think uh, this one might be an outlier. I mean, there are going to be a lot of people that might do pretty good this year, but you know, year in and year out, I think it's the hardest thing to uh, beat. It should be because um, the lines are the most efficient. Yes. And that's reflecting the fact that the limits are the largest, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Of course. Now, if you were booking a Chinese underwater ping-pong, um, you might be able to beat that, but the limit should be about two dollars, right? <laughs> yes. So, uh, yes. I, you know, I th- one thing the books have done very well over the uh, last 20 years, and we encouraged them a long time ago to, to do this when I was a Las Vegas sports consultant, was build their limits back from what they wanted to take on the NFL all the way down to the least bad sport they had and that the limit should be a ratio and the over and under should be a ratio of the limits. And um, it's, it's whether they've knowingly done that, it's sort of tracked that way uh, because it's just the best way to book. It gives you your highest overall win percentage.
5: No one has has followed your advice on that, though, to, oh, to the letter.
6: I, but more or less, it's fallen into line like that yeah. because, you know, a college basketball total is probably right where it be yeah, compared true. to, you know. So if you take every sport and you backtrack the limits to the type of action you get and your overall whole percentage over the years, and then you make the um, set them in ratio, and then you set the over and unders within ratio of the limits for the game limits. Uh, that's why the whole percentages, I believe, for a lot of reasons. But that's one of the reasons the whole percentages have got a lot
2: better. You said uh, you said English soccer is one of the two that you're still still betting. these said do you mm-hmm.
6: do you actually enjoy watching soccer, or is, or is it just yeah. or is it just a a betting tool for you? That's pretty interesting because in the late '90s, and uh, I started watching every game. Sometimes I'd watch them all twice. I'd just get them, tape them, and watch them all a couple of times. And I was doing visual handicapping. And then over time, um, I switched over to data. There wasn't that much data back then. There's a lot more data. Uh, Something like EA Sports actually helps soccer data amazingly with their games that could eventually be converted into data, right? And um, now there's too much data. And my one big edge was expected goals. Now everybody's got expected goals. So I think the thing now is, last couple of years, is get away from expected goals because every modeler and all the action ends up towards the expected goals data, right? Yeah. So I think that, you know, I have to try to get, I've been trying to get away from that. One of
5: one of uh, Roxy's many <clears throat> innovations, if you will, I don't know if that's the right word, but one of the things that you figured out before anybody else was ballpark factor, what we now call ballpark factor. Mm-hmm. You were probably the first person to figure out, oh, these ballparks play differently with balls in, in play.
6: Yeah, but, in fact, yeah, actually even baseball general managers didn't know it because they were signing guys that... Uh, um, you know, back in the uh, '70s and '80s, that just could not possibly their their numbers had to fall way down um, with the salaries they were going to pay or the free agents compared to the park. It just didn't work yeah. what they were doing. I'm, I remember when uh, the Padres signed Oscar Gamble as a long ball threat in the old San Diego Stadium. <laughs> you, stadium. it didn't make any difference, right? right. You, you know, and they paid a the guy a lot of money who ended up hitting an incredible amount of fly ball outs. Mm-hmm. Which is what he should have done, but that's am- <laughs> that's amazing for us today in 2021 to think about that you had
5: that, la- like like you figured that out, and even the, the people who were employed by the teams didn't mm-hmm. know that. Like the notion of that today yeah. is so unbelievable. We only have a couple minutes here, Roxy, which sure. is not which doesn't do you justice. But uh, the one thing I want to know is just sort of as a topic sentence here at the end is 2018, passed by unconstitutional, May 14th of 2018. Here we are now, more than three, three and a half years, really beyond that. Mm-hmm. Is this about where you thought we'd be? Is it more than you thought you would see in that time frame?
6: I think it's a little more. I think it's moved a little faster than I thought, considering that every state has put their own stamp on everything. New Jersey went first, and New Jersey, to me, is still the model way to do it. Um, And nobody copied them. (laughs) They actually had their regulations and their operations better than Nevada they actually did the best job putting this together best deal for the player most competition from books and they're hitting their tax revenue their effective tax rate they're hitting it exactly where they should between a blend of over-the-counter and mobile tax rating they're just doing it fantastically Mm -hmm. nobody copied that (laughs) Nobody. 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 Nobody wanted to do it the right way because there were too many hands in the cookie jar, pretty much. Well, that's in some states that's true. Yeah. There's also the thing that you know we can build the wheel better. Right. You know, and uh, yes, you had lottery states and you had um, uh, tribal interests in other states, but um, you would think one of these thirty states could have stumbled on the right way. You we still can't sign up. We still can't sign up here. <laughs> yeah. yeah, we
2: still can't sign up Mobily here. If I want an app, I got to go to the counter. You think sure. this? You think Nevada's ever going to get it right?
6: Yeah. <laughs> <I> mean, well, <laughs> okay. Well, yeah. now. hey, in Nevada, <laughs> you can still if you're if you're uh, a sharp guy, you still can get the best limits here. Yes, you
5: can. Yeah. Those are, those are still
6: available. Yeah. Roxy, thank you so much. We hey, appreciate it. My pleasure. Happy holidays, guys. You too. Me- Merry Christmas. Nice to meet you, Matt. Absolutely. Okay. Roxy The Bye great guys.
5: Roxy Roxborough. What a, what a great life we have. We could just hang out and talk to Roxy who stumbles in the studio. We appreciate it. Coming back, Prop Watch. Tonight's game between the Titans and the Niners next.
0: At primetime action with Gil Alexander and Matt Brown on v the Sports Betting Network.
5: Sign up for a PlayCard debit MasterCard to get paid faster than a paper check with direct deposit. Always be ready to roll with PlayCard. Visit PlayCard.com today to apply. Subject card activation and ID verification. Terms and costs apply. Card issued by MetaBank N.A., member FDIC. And now, ladies and gentlemen, it is time for Prop Watch for the Titans and the Niners. All right, Mateo, what you got going here? Shall we start with the uh, passing?
4: Yeah, let take yards. a
5: look. Let's take a look here. What do we got? Let's flash him up on the old
2: screen here. No, yeah. uh, full you know, full disclosure. Yeah. No, no no passing. No passing. No cross. passing. Well, no we passing can discuss cross cross them first. For, for me tonight. But well, yeah, we we'll discuss them anyway? We'll, let's, let's talk about them.
5: James G, 243 and a half. Ryan Tannehill, 222 and a half on their yardage. Passing touchdowns, both at one and a half, though Jimmy G's is to the over and Tannehill's is juice to the under.
2: And then the picks. Nothing here for you. No. Look, Garoppolo, I kind of put him in like 237-ish range. Obviously no edge there whatsoever. Got Tannehill in the like 218 range, so no edge there whatsoever either. I think the only thing you would do here would be if you wanted to lean on the fact that, and this is, you know, this is... Gill's path to victory here for the for, for the Titans would be that if, that they are going to have success through that pass game, uh, going up against a de- really depleted secondary for this 49ers team, and if that were the case, then you know I think an, a natural lean to the over from Tannehill, and then a natural lean to the under on the rushing sta- on the rushing side of things because there's a you know they're going to have to I can't imagine they're going to be able to go just balanced here. I think that they're going to need to make make a choice and decide, okay, look, we're going to just attack the secondary over and over and over again if that's the case and and figure out, because if they go balanced, I mean, like we said, this offensive line is, is pretty much in shambles right now, and so... You're you're going to need to give Tannehill the opportunity to to be able to figure things out. You know you can't just give him a handful of pass opportunities here and, and have him try to deal with Armstead and and Bosa with two backup you know on the left side of the, of the offensive line and your your swing tackle who would have filled in is also out as well. So I mean it's going to be their their third option play and left tackle for them tonight. And so I, I think you kind of got to just we're passing and we're going to figure it out along the way. Or or we're just going to run heavy. So I mean, it's, it's got to be it's got to be one of the two. I think here. I think I don't think you can go really really balanced with all this. So uh, that would be the over scenario there, and then the under would be okay. Offensive line is decimated, so we're going to go super power. We're just going to go super power running here and go that direction. And so that would be the other kind of two options here. Again, that's why that's why it was just so hard for me to play that one because it's kind of like you have to really pick a, a lane as to which you think the Titans are gonna go and then you just kinda gotta go with it. And I don't know how they're I don't know what they're gonna do tonight, you know? I mean I think that I think that either path is probably viable, right? If they just said, look, John T Foreman has looked pretty good for us in limited work. So we're just gonna ride him and we're gonna pretend he's Derek Henry and we're gonna do that. Or if they say, Hey, look, we're gonna we're gonna go path of least resistance, which is a, a bad secondary for the 49ers, and and just go that way. So uh, I think either way is is good, but I don't know which way they're gonna go. So it's a pass for me. Let's go, Titans. Sorry. I didn't mean to say that out loud. I meant to think that.
5: Uh, receiving props here. George Kittle, no surprise. seventy-three and a half. and a half. 73 and a half, rather. He's at the top. Five and a half receptions. The over-juiced on the receptions. A.J. Brown, the return of A.J. Brown. 57 and a half receiving yards. Four and a half on his total receptions. Then you see Ayuk and Julio, the number two uh, for each of the teams.
2: Yeah, the, the under's gotten away on Julio as far as receptions go. The under now juiced all the way up to 145. So, um it's kind of out of out of play at this point, but you. Here's the thing with Julio. I don't think you play the yardage because it's one of those things where he could get away for one catch for forty something yards or something, and then the hamstring flare up on him, and then he him end up on the sideline. So you like you lose. You lose your bet even though you were right, <laughs> you know, like you were like, oh, he's not going to play a full game. He's not going to have this major impact, but you still lose your bet and you're right. I think you would have played the under receptions with a, with that kind of line of thinking. But now this juice has kind of gotten out of hand, so I probably wouldn't recommend that. That said, I mean, if, if, if your book of choice isn't as bad as kind of like this minus 145 on an under three and a half receptions for Julio, I certainly would would play that just strictly based off of, of what we've seen from from Julio this season and, and even dating back to last season, right? I mean this hamstring injury, he just cannot shake this thing. And it it's it tends to flare up over the course of the game. And there's also the chance that maybe he's used more in just kind of red zone situations, right? I mean, like, there, there there is a there is a chance there's that as well, right? So he's not even out there for kind of his full complement of snaps. It's the, hey, let's get the big body once we get inside the 20s type deal. So uh, would play that, but not at 145. So just see if you can find something a little bit better than
5: that. What, what's amazing here is there, Debo Samuel does not even appear on the receiving props. Is that what we're seeing? Like, he's not even listed on any of these, receiving-wise? Oh, I didn't even...
3: He had notice. a reception prop available, but nothing. But not yardage. On the receiving yardage, correct.
2: Because he's a running back now. Because they don't know what to
3: do with it. They don't know what to do with him. They
2: re- that is interesting. Yeah, yeah, they don't they don't have any idea what to do with him. So what was what was his receptions? Do you remember, Ben?
3: Uh, it was, I thought it was three and a half. That's what
5: I would have guessed it was, three and a half. Let me just confirm so that I'm very looking,
2: quickly. Oh, it's four and a half. Oh. I would just, well, you can't. So I was going to say I would smash the under. You can't because it's minus 155 now no, on there the, you go. Yeah, on the yeah. under. Because, yeah, I mean, he's, especially now, so Eli Mitchell's out this game. So, I mean, he's going to be, yeah. he's going to get a handful of carries in this he's, game for he's sure. He's your back. Yeah, I mean, like he's going to get a handful of carries. There's no doubt about that. Let's go to the uh, rushing yards. I know you have uh,
5: something yeah. in the rushing props here. Might not be what people expect you to have, but there's Debo at 32 and a half, but you have something else here.
2: Yeah. So I went ahead with, uh, with Tannehill over on, it was 14 and a half here in town, 15 and a half. It, that's negligible. You could, you could play the over on that as well. And so this goes to a couple of different things here. So with this offensive line situation, what you get, one, Tannehill will run as it is anyway, right? Yeah. Like he he plays calls. He's a guy, right. yeah. yeah. He's a guy that gets actual, you know, one or two designed run calls a game as it is anyway. Two, with this offensive line situation, there is a there's going to be some busted plays here. I mean, Nick Bosa is at least going to get some pressure on this offensive line. It's just like just the way it's going to be. And so, what happens is is when these guys drop back, these guys that are not scared to run and not scared to take off is when that pressure comes and the pockets start to collapse. If there's nobody directly in front of him, th- these guys will take off. And Tannehill's one of those guys that definitely will do that. And so I, I thought the 15 and a half was really low. I-, I I had this like closer to 30 in this one with given the situation, right? Like given how, you know, one, his, his tendency to get a couple of carries as it is anyway. And then, you know, the, the offensive line situation as well. And so I, I know it seems, again, we-, we talked about this last last time. It-, it seems counterintuitive that what do you mean he's dropping back to pass? Why would you say that that's a good thing for his rushing? But with with pressure, with feeling that, with guys that, that have wheels, it creates lanes, and guys take off, and, and, and they say, they take off running. So I think the 15-and-a-half is, is pretty short. So I, I like that bet a lot. It's one of my bigger prop bets, actually, I've made. Oh, really? Yeah, in, in a bit, yeah. Really? Yeah, it, it just, well, I mean, it was 14-and-a-half here, but, mm-hmm. yeah, I mean, it, it was, given all the circumstances tonight with with the way that this this plays, and, you know, I mean, I think that there's at least a... There's at least a chance that they get down in this game pretty decently, and if that if that were to be the case as well, then that's even more opportunity for this to get home, right? I mean, we see this tons, and t- we see this all the time when quarterbacks are playing catch-up, defenses are playing super soft, they drop back to pass. There's no like. Their guys are they're in this deep you know shell zone and you oh, look around like, no like one's it. there yeah. and then they just take off running and they'll take the twelve yards they take the twelve yards they take the twelve yards and like you see that all the time in the fourth quarter as well so uh, I think there's multiple different paths to to him getting there on this one
5: I like it very much can interest you in Jimmy G three and a half yards. No, you don't want any of that?
2: (laughs) The the fall forward? Yeah. This is the fall forward Remember that one game where he was getting all the carries near the goal (laughs) line? Yeah. This is the fall forward prop that we get on on these quarterbacks sometimes.
5: Uh, And there is no rushing and receiving on Debo either. That makes sense because there's no receiving yards on him. But that would have been a pretty interesting prop to see what it would have been lined
2: at anyway. Yeah, I get it. You know, look, I I get it with Debo. These books don't want to leave themselves out to – because that is very rarely – Very rarely in these prop markets would you be able to exploit if you had any sort of knowledge of, like, how an offense is going to go and, like, you know, That Debo's like the rare exception to where, like, if you knew someone who's gonna be like, no, he's not gonna play just all running back tonight or something. Like, Like,
5: like, we don't know, right? If Kyle Shanahan decided tonight, oh, he's going deep every time. Or that, that." yeah. Yeah. Or
2: it's like, oh, we're gonna trick him. Like, we're we're gonna we're gonna we're not even gonna play run. Let him run the ball at all. He's just gonna like run these. You know. So if anyone were to get kind of privy to what the the game plan was for Debo Samuel, so I kind of get why they're protecting themselves there a little bit. He's like the one outlier to where you could like really get burned if uh, if how they were gonna. Utilize him. Got out. We will uh, a little later on. We'll look at the wild
5: card markets. So not to win the division, not yes/no playoffs, but in both the AFC and the NFC, the odds on teams getting a wild card berth, which would apply to these Niners, might apply to the Titans, less likely, but certainly will to the to the uh, Niners and a whole bunch of other teams. Right, where do the Chargers land? A team that's you know could. Be knocked out of the division race this weekend if they were to lose, and the Chiefs were to win, for instance. Where does a team like that, but that are in solid uh, wild card position, as is? So we'll look at team by team. We'll do that a little later. But next, uh, we're going to talk to Sean Green—not that Sean Green, not the uh, Dodger Sean Green of fame—but the co-host of the sports gambling podcast, co-founder of sports gambling, uh, the sports gambling podcast network, who uh, can be seen on uh, Vison from time to time on the weekends as well. We will talk to him about all things National Football League. I don't know if he has any college bets as well, but we'll see. By the way, scoreless, Florida and UCF. Last couple minutes of the first quarter. We'll come back next, VEASAN's primetime action.
4: We are the voice of
2: NASCAR. The green flag is in the air, and we are underway. The great American
4: race. The Motor Racing Network.
3: You are looking live at
0: primetime action with Gil Alexander and Matt Brown on v the Sports Betting
5: Network. Before you make your next bet, be sure to visit v to check the current betting splits Split data. Bets. This new feature gives you insights on where the money and bets are moving for every game. You'll be able to see where the public is betting based on the number of tickets and where the money does not match the public opinion. Data is available from Moneyline over under against the spread bets. Betting splits yet another way, and I do mean another that Visa is here to make you a smarter, better year round. Check out today's betting splits for every game at Veasan It's Gil and Matt Ben Wilson in for Kelly Bidlin. We've officially gotten to the loopy part of the holiday season. Yeah, we're like Roxy rolls in. We're seeing people we hadn't seen in two
2: years. Bev Jack is out there <laughs> playing slots.
5: This <laughs> Jackson running into people we hadn't yeah. seen in two years. What's like, going on? Oh uh, man. Well, let's talk to someone we haven't talked to before. He's the co-host of the Sports Gambling Podcast and the co-founder of the Sports Gambling Podcast Network. Sean Green. Everybody, how you doing, Sean?
3: I'm doing great. Uh, Thanks for having me on. And yeah, it's getting loopy, getting wild. We got a bowl season mixed with Christmas Day football, mixed with uh, hopefully Christmas Day NBA. So yeah, it's a wild time.
5: Hopefully Christmas Day NBA. Yeah, we'll see. By the way, at Sean T. Green, that's the S-E-A-N version of Sean. What does the T stand for, Sean?
3: Thomas. Yeah, my uh, my dad always liked to joke that he was the real Tom Green. If you uh, remember the comedian, uh, the, the guy from Canada, yeah. Tom Green, Allegedly. Know, when I was in high school.
5: Allegedly yeah. a comedian. <laughs> Never made me laugh. Sean T. Green on Twitter. Sean, uh, so let's start with tonight's game. Do you have anything on tonight's game?
3: Uh, you know, on the podcast, I did, uh, I did pick the 49ers. I mean, I, normally I'm not one to, to you know get down on that late line movement. It was like, what, minus one and open, and now – closing at like minus three and a half. Normally I don't want to do that, but I keep getting killed betting against the 49ers. So, you know, sometimes you just have to take your own medicine. And so, yeah, I went with 49ers uh, laying three and a half.
2: So you look in here. You got the Bucks over the Panthers here. Um, there is, of course, a ton of injury news on the Bucks side of things. But hey, you also have the Panthers who don't know who they want to play quarterback. Apparently, Darnold might get some time. <laughs> we, you know, we know Cam Newton's going to start. Whatever. So you are not worried about uh, the the Bucks pass catchers kind of being out for this one.
3: No, I'm not. I, I mean, you know, again, for me, and it's it's a chalky play for sure. But me. Uh, it's it's all about the bounce back uh, game for Tom Brady. I mean, Tom Brady got shut out, and now he gets a chance to go up against his Panthers team. And really, it's it's more so just about betting against Cam Newton or maybe they work in Sam Darnold, who's coming off injury and hasn't played in a while. Like, to me, that is just a, a great opportunity. And you're getting a hungry Bucks team. I mean, Bruce Arians seemed uh, all upset. I know Tom Brady, you saw him screaming at the uh, – opposing uh, coaches on the sideline. Like, first off, if that's not taunting, I don't know what is. I mean, I don't want them to call it taunting, but that was pretty crazy. I think you're going to get a super motivated Brady. And, you know, you saw it in New England. Brady can get by with less than amazing receivers. And I think Gronk's going to have a heavy dose. And, uh, you know, hopefully Antonio Brown plays as well. But, you know, whether it's Scotty Miller or whoever, he's going to figure it out.
5: The other side you have here is on a game that I personally, Sean, I, I don't want any part of this, but you you like... The Raiders here against the Broncos, a game between two seven and seven teams. We're going to get Drew Locke starting for the Broncos. That has been confirmed, and it still does not look like Darren Waller will be back in a Raiders uniform. But you like the Raiders here?
3: Yeah, no. I mean, uh, again, it's less about liking the Raiders and more about liking an opportunity to fade Drew Locke on the road. I mean, I was on the Bengals uh, last week and You know, obviously it was unfortunate when Teddy Bridgewater went out, huge fan, and that was like a scary injury. But, uh, you know, when Drew Locke came in, I felt like I I could just walk up to the booth and catch catch the ticket right there because I just, you know, was very confident he wasn't going to be able to win that game for them. You saw the Cincinnati defensive lineman just ripped the ball right out of his hands. I I just think he's going to have, you know, really struggle to put up points on the road in Las Vegas. Sean, what
2: teams are uh what teams do you consider good right now? I mean, like we're seeing everybody. I mean, we're seeing teams just lose left and right. I mean, big, you know, not, not only not only we're not talking, you know, not from a, even from a betting aspect. We're talking about like actually losing on the field. I mean, what, what what are your what are your teams out there that you actually trust come playoff time?
3: No, I mean, that's that's a great question. And you can uh, you can also kind of run that question to like name 12 good quarterbacks right now. It it's tough. We're in a weird time of the NFL where parity really is king. Uh, for me, the the mo- the mo team that I can trust the most to win a game, maybe not to cover the spread, although they've been pretty good ATS, uh, not last week. But yeah, give me the Green Bay Packers. Give me Aaron Rodgers, uh, you know, especially if they end up getting the home field in the NFC. I like their chances. We'll see what happens if they get to the NFC championship game. That seems to be their, uh, you know, the, the wall they run into. But as far as, like, pretty consistent throughout the season, I, I think for me it has to be the Packers.
5: Some other huge games of consequence this week, Sean. Uh, Indianapolis, Arizona, which is the second of two on Christmas Day, called Christmas Day Night. Christmas Night, I believe we can call it. Uh, Arizona favored by one point right now. Uh, How are you feeling? No bet here, staying away?
3: Oh, no. You know, our uh, our motto on the Sports Gambling Podcast is, uh, you know, we pick everything ATS. I will probably have a little sprinkle on, uh, you know, Arizona, although I don't, again – I I don't love it, so it's not like one of my locks. But Arizona off the loss, you figure they gotta fit, you know, um, come back with something there. I obviously am worried about Jonathan Taylor, but I think this could be a massive letdown spot for the Colts coming off a huge win uh, against the New England Patriots, where it's kind of like, oh yeah, they they've arrived a little bit, even though Carson Wentz only threw for 58 yards. I think you're going to get a very motivated, very focused arizona cardinals team and uh I, I think they get the job done especially on that short number all
5: right sean we appreciate it uh gambling podcast co-host also a contributor in the green zone it's sean green thank you sean appreciate it man
3: all right thanks for having me on guys let it ride
5: there you go uh sean green again at sean t green on the twitter machine yeah we talk about this all the time like
2: you know and, and it, it's we get it from an entertainment Aspect and I would I think that it is good because it is something that people are interested in or whatever with these when these massive bets come in right, mm-hmm. but it does not mean does not mean you're sharp. It, I, there are a lot of people out there who have a lot of money. I don't know if and you, don't know he, what to do. He, with like it. you know, yeah. so a four hundred and twenty thousand dollar bet just came in on the 49ers, but he but he bought it down. He paid minus one forty to buy it down to two and a half. If that tells anybody anything, so, so he bought it off the three. So yes, at, at one forty. Yes. So if they were they so he probably went up to the counter and said, "Hey, I've got $400,000 and I'd like to buy that down." They're like, "Well, we're not going to let you do that like unless you pay 140." And he's like, "Fine." Like, that's cool. What if, what if they had said
5: minus 160? My hunch is he would have taken <laughs> he that probably too. Probably would have. Yeah.
2: Probably would have done it. So We're going to um, go
5: with minus 1. And they looked at him and they're like $140,000. <laughs> and he
2: was just kind of like, "Okay. <laughs> sure." I, I don't know what that means. Sure. sure. Yeah. So, again, does not necessarily, but you know, this is a lot of people, have a lot of money. This is the, this is the cool thing about the new experience that we're getting nationwide with all this It's like, there are more people exposed to it. More people have an opportunity to go to it. And so here we go, $420,000 on the, on the Niners minus two and a half bought at, at minus minus one forty.
5: I feel even better about my Titans bet with that one, <laughs> even better. Um, should we took, let's take a look at one of the conferences for the wild card if we could Ben, because, uh, We'll do this. We have time to do it. Obviously, the game's going to kick off. We'll talk more about our bets here after the break. But uh, these markets are up in multiple places and good on DraftKings, good on BetMGM for having wildcard markets. Again, not to win the division, not yes, no playoffs, but odds to make the playoffs as a wildcard team. And you will see here in the AFC, the Chargers are appropriately, I, I talked about that moments ago when teasing this, They're minus 300. Why? Because they're two games behind the Chiefs. If they lose this week and the Chiefs win, that division is over, for instance. So they're they're a long shot to win the division, but they're a real favorite to make the postseason with their record at eight and six. So they're minus 300. The Colts are right in that boat too at minus 280. Same thing, Titans win, Colts lose. That division is over, the AFC South. Then you get a little more interesting. The Bills, a favorite to be a wild card because they're currently behind the Patriots. But remember, if the Bills beat the Patriots, they will actually take the division lead. So that's interesting, right? That the Bills are minus 125 on the wild card. The Patriots are plus 175. And then you can make the sort of calculus for every other team as well.
2: Yeah, we talk about this all the time. It kind of depends on your... On your on your bankroll, right? But it's like you look at, at that Chargers at minus three hundred. I mean, they, oh. they have the Texans this week. Yeah, that gets them to nine wins, and then they would just have to split against the Broncos and Raiders at, to to close out the season. That's like very highly likely to happen that they split, you know, and if not win both of them outright, but but definitely split between the Broncos and Raiders. And so, again. It's not for everyone. It's not a bet for everyone, but that is a, I think that's a pretty fair number. Actually, actually, when you looked at, I mean, they have the Texans this week, man, like that's a win. So that's nine and six. And then you just, you, you just got to split between the Broncos and Raiders. That's, that's a, that's a good number right there.
5: And if you believe the bills are going to beat the Patriots this week you should take the Patriots plus 175 Mm -hmm. there as the wildcard team. Same thing, by the way. Well, I don't know how you feel about the Bengals-Ravens, right? Because whoever wins that game leads the AFC North. The loser could be in second place in that division, but remember, this is for the three wildcard teams. You'll fall to eight and seven, so it's not quite Mm -hmm. as clean, which is why it's four to one. Anyway, very interesting market. We'll look at the NFC numbers a little later on, but I think you're you're right. The Chargers at minus 300, not juiced high enough. No. No. And I think the Patriots are the other interesting bet there again if you think the Bills beat them this week. Coming back, the Titans and the Niners. Oh, and you know what else we have to do? First touchdown skins game. Ooh. Back to 20, though. A piece. Coming back, prime Primetime Action.
4: work.